0: Okay, just a word of warning. My Andrew, our Andrew, is running the Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C., and should be finishing in about 15 minutes, so if you hear Mark and I shout, you'll understand why. If you could have seen this little boy when he was 12 years old, he could barely run, and now he's running an eight-and-a-half-minute mile, so we are so proud of him. Thank you, thank you. But let's move on to Zacchaeus. How many of you remember the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he? Okay, I've got a few hands. I remember teaching it at Vacation Bible School, so we decided that we would riff on it a little bit. And we had Rock and Roll Zacchaeus, and we had Church Zacchaeus, we had all of these different Zechiai that we could all relate to in our own way. And the kids had so much fun with it. But do you believe that in redemption? Do you believe that people can change? And also, what do we have to do to prove that we have changed? There was an article in the New York Times about six weeks ago about the star of Glee. She is now going to be starring in Funny Girl. She had been accused of all kinds of microaggressions against one of the black cast members of Glee, and she had been canceled in the pop culture world. But she came forward and asked for forgiveness, said that It was a mistake, she didn't mean it. Do we forgive someone like that? Do we forgive a Zacchaeus who would have been incredibly unliked in Jericho? As Stephen explained so well last Sunday, taxpayers were terrible people. Not the taxpayers today, but taxpayers then They siphoned money off the top. They harangued people and harassed them to pay. So we can imagine that Zacchaeus was not only disliked, but he was feared. Because at any moment, he could report you to the authority, and that would be the end of your livelihood, your family, a place to live. So he carried a lot of power, and he didn't use his power to lift others up. He used his power to keep them down. But there was something about this Jesus fellow that made Zacchaeus interested in what was taking place as Jesus walked through the main street of Jericho. What was it that made Zacchaeus stop what he was doing and get up like the other people that have followed Jesus all of these months and years, and drop everything? And not only that, but climb a tree to look foolish as an adult, just to get a glimpse of Jesus walking by. Amy Jill Levine said that probably it's a toss-up whether Zacchaeus was small or Jesus was small. Who was the one that needed to be seen? Was it Zacchaeus climbing that tree to get a glimpse, or was it Jesus who was of short stature? She said she finds it hard to believe because in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is always eating and drinking, and the idea that he was malnourished or thin probably was not true, that he would have been enjoying all of the good food that had been pressed upon him. It was like one large church potluck after another. So there was something that made Zacchaeus want to meet and see Jesus, and Jesus, something in him that wanted to meet and talk to Zacchaeus. Not only talk to him, but eat with him and pray with him and be with him. Most of the time, we try to avoid people that we don't like, that we don't care for, people that we're afraid of. We think, let's just keep them at arm's length because it just makes our lives that much easier but as we know jesus did not take the easy way jesus more often than not took the hard way in fact he will take that hard way when he walks the cross walks to the cross And people naturally scoff at Zacchaeus and, and at Jesus. They're angry that Jesus should pay attention to someone that has been so awful to them. But Jesus says to them, I came to save the lost. That's how we always think about things. Why are you being so nice to this person? They're certainly not nice to you. But if we only talk to people we liked, then are we really living the life that we are being called to? It is having those difficult conversations with others that make us more understanding and Christ-like. That make us see the story of the other. Stephen Covey tells the story of a man who was sitting on the subway, and the man's children were running wild. And people were starting to get upset because he just had seemed to have no control over them. And finally, Stephen Covey got up and walked over to him and said, excuse me, sir, do you realize that your children are upsetting other people on this subway car. And the man sighed and he looked at him and he said, oh, I'm sorry. I know. But you see, their mother just died this morning. And I don't know what to do. In that moment, everything changed. Stephen Covey's heart opened up and accepted who this person was and understood why he was doing what he was doing. Why his children were misbehaving so terribly. Don't end the sentence in an L-Y, I can hear that in my head. And everything in that moment changed for Stephen Covey, and I do believe changed for that man because he had someone that he could talk to and someone that would understand just as Zacchaeus did on that fateful day climbing that tree. I often wonder what Mrs. Zacchaeus thought about all of these people showing up for dinner. But in that moment, she saw Zacchaeus's face lit up with happiness and joy and peace. Something came across that had never happened to him before, and that was contentment. Because someone understood him and looked beyond the tax collector. And once he was understood, he was able to give away what he had and to go forth and live honest life the story of Zacchaeus is more than just a change in stature it's a change for us to understand who we are but also to see the person standing in front of us and to understand everything that they go through the things that are said and unsaid because of shame or fear or vulnerability. As I say every Sunday, each of us, in our own way, is fighting a very hard battle. So make haste to love. And be kind. It's so easy, but it is so hard. But look what happened to Zacchaeus when someone looked him in the eye and said, I accept you. I want to know you, and most importantly, I want to eat and share a meal with you. Those are the things that mean something to us. Those are the ideas that we carry in our hearts as Christians every single day. As we begin our stewardship campaign, may we remember that we have more than enough. And that we can certainly invite all to the table, no matter who they are, what they believe. Amen.